Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are the lads from the children. We'll support you till the end of the day. We're so happy following the blues. We love you, what more can we say? Who knows what? Over the next 90 minutes, we'll be talking about that great win against Swansea, uh, the upcoming game against Brentford, and lots of other things. So, on our fan cam tonight, with his microphone turned off, is currently Michael. Did you know? <laughs> keep your mic on, keep your mic on, Mike. Keep your mic on, Mike. Mike, Mike keep your mic on. <laughs> <laughs> with a normal rabble, Mr. Paul Lipkiss. Good evening, all. Uh, Mark, Andrew, Adams. Hello, everybody. Mrs. Brown. <laughs> and a good self. Sponsored, of course, by Ball Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club in conjunction with SAS Autos, our good friends at Borsley Labour Club, the Garrison Coffee Company and the Blues Trust, and, of course, our lovely friends at Accessi Blues. Right, on we shall we go. Now, we have picked up probably one of the most important wins of the season, uh, the other night, Mr. Penalty then got another penalty right, right to death. If that's the way we're going to win games, great. We'll have it. We'll take you all the time. Paul, fantastic. Um, I've got to say that was the best referee I've seen at the Blues for a long, long time. Hey. Yeah, um, he had a he had a ten out of ten, didn't he? I couldn't fault him in any way. He got everything spot on and had a great game. But as for the players, I mean, every single one of them, hundred and ten percent. You know, and if you're going to play for Lee Bowie, you can tell straight away, can't you, that you've got to give at least the minimum requirement is 100% effort. And, you know, we were I thought we were excellent to a man and well worth the three points in the end. And I could feel it in my water, you know. That, obviously, I won't mention his name, but that ex-Villa player on their bench coming on and I just had the feeling inside my water <laughs> that he was going to come on and score. And, <laughs> you know, um, I'm just so glad I was wrong. And um, it was another ex-Villa player that scored for us. <laughs> oh, that's two £10 points you've had already. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but well worth it for the three points, Nick. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and he split me in here again on the, on the final minute, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, what was your take on the game? Michael, your take. Well, um, oh, that's a good clue. What you have to do, Mike, you have to listen. Yeah. Right? yeah. When you, ask the question, you have to answer it. It's really easy yeah. on here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Is a bit of a Lowry going on in the background? <laughs> little, little, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you bite off me later. I'll swap you for a blue yeah. shirt. Cheers, pal. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was decent. Um, a manly performance, workmanlike. That's what we want to see. That's what Blues fans are all about. It's not silly, silly, silly football to me. You know, I don't care about formations. Formations, as someone famously said, don't win games, players do. Yeah. Spot on, yeah. That's that's what it is for me. That's what being a Blues fan is about. Yeah. Mm, Definitely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. We've never played pretty football, have we, really? Even when we did well, going back to the Premier League, you'd have the odd game where we'd win three three or four nil or five nil sometimes. But 
remember yeah. the Portsmouth one, but yeah, you know, over, overall, we're exactly what Michael's just said. All about you know workman type, you know, a workhorse eleven, putting a shift in and grinding out the result, and you know that's exactly what we did on Friday night. Did you yeah. see? And I love this bit, right? Duke's reaction when that penalty went in. Yes. Yes. Like that boom. Mm-hmm. You know what, mate? You've missed one. You've been taken off. And you're still quite happy to celebrate that penalty uh, that penalty and the win. Nice one. Right on, Juki. Got to say happy birthday to Mark Adams for last Friday. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I think you've just hit 40 now, haven't you? Yeah, it's quite old, isn't it? It's quite old. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I've, 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 just, um, I've just done my first 45. The whistle's blowing on my first 45. Oh, right, OK. Good five. <laughs> well, oh, I think five. it looks a lot older. Uh, hey. What? <laughs> you related to Linda? <laughs> to Linda? No, no. It's, no, it's not. Yeah, grandson. <laughs> so that was a nice. That was it. Was Friday, wasn't it? Your birthday, Mark? Was nice yeah, it was. Present, so was it, yeah, so it was a good, um, a good um, end to the day. Um, yeah. It was a brilliant end to the day, really. I thought we were absolutely fantastic. Best performance in months. I've got to say, and I'm sure people can relate that I've got kids to sleep in bed when we're playing these night games because they're a nightmare when when you're oh, at home. No. And when we yeah. scored that penalty, you know, I had to do the quietest, like, most passionate, loudest celebration yeah. known to man. <laughs> right, when we get back in studio, Paul, I'm going to bring in my sound meter and we're going to see who can shout the loudest out of all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely me. When it's, it can't be any louder than me when the Blues score, honestly. I think, yeah, we, yeah. you know, my mum and dad know about it and they're about two miles up the road, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Nick, can I just say that we are, we're hoping we're, we're, five Cardiff nil, Sheffield yeah. five Cardiff nil. Uh, which, oh, we're, we're hoping that Stephen Cordwell will um, join us shortly. I think he's having difficulties, so uh, he will join okay. us. There you go. We have a few technical difficulties, so there you go. Uh, yeah. We'll get him on as soon as possible. Good old. Does any, do, do, sorry, Nick. Does anyone know what Hogan actually said to the goalie when he scored the no. penalty? No, I don't know. I think. No. I think. I think if you look at him running up, you can tell that he's kind of like. I think he's shouting something to him, isn't he? Is he about to take it or he's kind of yeah. like waving his arms? He just mm. tried to put him off, basically, wasn't he? And, yeah, yeah. you know, when the ball goes in the net, it was just, you know, it was just uh, a few exchange of words, really, just sort of throwing it back at him, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. That could be a new, new competition. What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> any, liber- any, any of our fans lip reads out there? Camp's better than you. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, I think on the field now, we look like we've turned a corner. We've got the, the right man for the job uh, mm. moving forward. I do take credit for it, Paul. Sorry, I'm taking all the credit for that one. <laughs> but I just, I just, you know, for me, just papers over the cracks until we get it right in the boardroom, you know. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the guys out there putting all the effort in to, to demonstrate and, you know, protest the dong out banners everywhere. You know, I want to give them credit because I hope mm-hmm. he gets the message and leaves eventually, yeah. you know. If they persist with it, I'm hoping he does. Do you think he's getting the message? How can you be so unliked at a football club and just carry on? Blase. Yeah. The one banner I saw that sort of, you know, points out all the, you know, things that have happened since he's been here over the four years. It's quite scary, really, when you look at it, isn't it? <laughs> Very. Yeah. You know, and, and leadership starts from the top, and the CEO is, you know, it all starts from the CEO in any business, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Brown, have we had any feedback off the Blues Trust for reference to sale of the ground yet? Uh, no, I believe that. I believe there was a meeting um, last week, and as soon as I find out more, I will let you know. And Stephen Caldwell is entering the room, I believe. And Linda oh. Magnum, anybody else that knows anything more information on that one, please do let us know. Get in touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Greetings, mm-hmm. Mr. Caldwell. 
Hey guys, sorry. Hey, I'm, here. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. It's difficult with this time difference, but I got held up my meeting there, so my apologies. Is my time difference in Scotland? <laughs> I'm in Canada. Canada. <laughs> well, a second foray into Canada in two weeks. We were with um, big, um, big Kevin. Kev Brand- yeah. Big. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big Kev, super Kevin Francis. He was on last week with us. Uh, so two weeks on the trot into Canada. You know, we go worldwide on the Tilton Talk Show. Uh, oh, yes. so we do it all for charity. We're day boarded. <laughs> right, Stevie. Do you know? Does anyone know whereabouts big Kev is in Canada? Calgary. Calgary. Calgary, yeah. Calgary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's what part of Canada are you, Steve? I'm in Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh, the posh bit. Yeah. That's like the Dolly Olive calendar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like an American city, Toronto. What made you move there then, Stephen? Was it after you played in the MLS, like you just stayed over there after sort of and went up to Canada? Yeah, no, I played in Canada. I played for TFC. Oh, so okay. I played for Toronto. So I was always here and then I worked with the organisation that owns the hockey team and the soccer team and... So I stayed a bit with that and then just, yeah, I've been here ever since. I love it, guys. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Oh, sorry, Steve. Yeah, we come across a grizzly bear. Sorry? Have you ever come across a grizzly bear? <laughs> no, there's no grizzly bear. I've got one in the front room here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've met her. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even doing that 15 tonight because my belly's hurting now. What <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Sorry, Mark. What was you going to say, Mark? No, I was going to ask Steve. Were you, were you there when um, Jermaine Defoe was there? I was. I was with Jermaine oh, yeah. for uh, nine months or whatever it was. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. He was terrific. He was a great guy. I actually, got on really well with him, and he he did well. And then I think he just had enough pretty quickly. He just wasn't what he expected. MLS, and mm. I think he like missed the kind of you know it's a different game here football. You know, so I think he missed the sort of. Mm passion and that, you know, and you wanted to be back. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so did you enjoy your time with us, Stephen, then? So you, you obviously started your career at um, Newcastle, wasn't it? Was it Newcastle yeah, you started out? I did. I started at Newcastle. Um, yeah, I left school Scotland, went to Newcastle. Um, loved it at the time. I mean, Newcastle was a massive club. It was, you know, competing for Premier League titles. It's like you tell kids these days about Newcastle and they think, the modern yeah. day Newcastle, but back then in the kind of mid nineties, it was one of the places to be. It was hard to tell if Manchester United would win all the titles or if Newcastle would win them. So um, yeah. it was a big, big place for me to go, and I felt like it was close enough to home, and just had this good feeling about going there that I chose them. I had a few options, uh, luckily, and I chose them, and I loved it. I was there pretty much in the northeast for about ten years because I went straight to Sunderland after that. Mm. So I love playing football in that area. It's uh, Pretty passionate people. That's that's yeah. a bit naughty, isn't it? Going from going from Newcastle to Sunderland. Oh, yeah, that's, big, that's yeah. like crossing the eight thirty-eight. It's just not yeah. going. It's a big decision. Yeah. Lee Clark did that, didn't he? Bit of Lee yeah. Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lee Clark. Yeah, yeah, Lee Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, um, Peter Beasley was was Peter Beasley at Newcastle then in '97, yeah. Yeah, I never played with Peter. Peter was he was playing in '97, but I was only about 16, 17 then, so I, I knew Peter pretty well. He actually coached me a bit with the youth team, um, but I never got to play with Peter. But I played with Alan and I played with Rob Lee and 
Gary Speed and uh, yeah, who else was there? Dyer. Ginola. With Ginola. No, I never played with Ginola. Bit, bit no. young for uh, that as well. But I saw the guys. I used to, you know, I used to go down there when I was a kid, when I was like 14, 15, and um, be part of the match the experience and that which before I signed. And it was just amazing. What a time to be in Newcastle. And oh, yeah, can imagine. Be part of that group of players. Yeah. Yeah. And who was your club as a kid? Who was your club as a kid? I mean, go on, Paul, get up your head. So I was just gonna say who was your club as a kid, Gray? We're not like they used to forty. Uh Celtic. I was a Celtic yeah. guy. Yeah. Celtic. Yeah, my uncles were a big Celtic guy, so they used to run supporters' buses and stuff like that. So I was always going to Celtic games and yeah. I, I kinda quickly like realised that my dad always used to say you can't support a team if you're a football player mm. like you and that. So I really had that yeah. mindset and I've I've carried that on, you know. I love the teams that I played for, but I'm not. I'm you look really at the table. You've got, you got Newcastle, Sunderland, Blues. They're all like sleeping giants, aren't they? And they're all in the doldrums, each and every one. It's not your fault, is it? There's no kind of link there, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I played with. I was on the of Leeds for six months. I played with Leeds, Birmingham, Newcastle, Sunderland. Um, yeah, Wigan's not a very big club, and, and Burnley we did well when I was there. But I played with some. Great clubs, like I'm very proud to have played with some of the clubs. I really, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, you're looking at huge clubs as well, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's we, more we've than got, just the size, he's mad for them. The people involved, you know, it's like to me, it's all about the the support and the the love for the club, the love, you know, this, this, the city. Like, to me, it's like it's more than just like what happens on the field, you know, that's why I'm like. Yeah, you know, I love my time at Birmingham because, like, to me, I was surprised because, you know, I never really lived in Birmingham. But most people that I met in the city were like Birmingham City fans. One of Aston Villa fans, you know. And I you get to play in the derby then. Oh, I never played in the derby, no. Oh man, what a shame. I've seen you. I like to reminisce on our days when we were good, you know, in the Premier League. <laughs> and I see you. I see you pop up quite. A bit. I mean, I remember you played against us for Leeds, didn't you? When when Mikel Forsell got a couple, and yeah. I think Brian Brian Hughes got a couple oh, as well, didn't yeah. they? Um, yeah. And um, I remember you playing. Um, my dad's my dad's 60th birthday actually. He led the teams out when we played Burnley at home. When Christian Benitez, God bless him, got the winner, and you was Burnley captain. Yeah, um, in that game, and we I think we won one nil, wasn't it? Yeah, Benitez. Yeah, and, um, last game you know, of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you oh, was yeah. you was Burnley's captain in that one as well. But yeah, so so how did it come about to finish up playing for us in the end? Then was you sort of it, it, was it Burnley you came to us from? Um, I came from Wigan. So Wigan, I went, sorry, I left Burnley and I went to Wigan for a year with Martinez and. Um, Yes. I got, Sorry, yeah. I'd been injured a lot and I got my career back in track at Wigan but I never played as much as I wanted so I um, I was looking around to, to, to go to another club like I was I only signed like a one year kind of bridge deal and I loved it I learned a lot but yeah I was I wanted to play so I was looking around and um, I got a call for Chris Hutton and he, <laughs> yeah. um, he wanted to meet with me and invited me up to the Malmaison to have a chat and see what I thought and, and find out if we'd be a good fit and um, yeah it was it was an easy decision. We spent two or three hours talking about the game and the club and where he wanted to take us. And yeah, like I know Birmingham, I know how great a club it is. You talked about some of the times I've played at St Andrews with other teams and some of the great Birmingham City sides. But yeah, it was it wasn't a hard decision for me to make once I I heard Chris's vision and he kind of understood what I was as a player and what my strengths and weaknesses were. And um, that to me was kind of important. By that, I was like thirty by that point, so I. If a guy thought I was going to like run into channels all day and stuff and, and, and cover like with my pace, it was going to be a problem. So he was 
well clear what I was good at and um, he wanted me for that very reason. So it was easy decision. Yeah, yeah. And that's that first season with us, obviously, was, you know, the Europa League, wasn't it? Under Chris Shooting and such a mm. fantastic season. And we were, you know, in the end, we were unlucky against Blackpool, weren't we, in the two legs in the playoffs? And, mm. you know, but that season as a whole, you know, it, it, I mean... It was just a great season, wasn't it, overall? It was Chris, 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 Burke, Chris Burke was banging the goals in Marlon mm. King, who we yeah. had on the other week. Um, you know, Chris Wood up front with Marlon King and Nathan Redmond. And, you know, we had a great, we had some great players, didn't we, in that season? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great time to be um, a Birmingham City player. It was just a lot of excitement around the club. Um, uh, yeah, it was one of my favourite seasons in, you know, 17 years as a professional. It was just amazing, just the Europa League campaign and, I'd played in Europe before with Newcastle a little bit, but you know, I, I never thought I'd get that chance again. So to, to yeah. have an opportunity to play in Europa League group stage was amazing. And um so I'm just put a goosebump alert around. <laughs> goosebump alert. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Them, them European nights at St Andrews were special, weren't they? The atmosphere was just electric. Yeah, yeah the, the one the one against National was probably like top five, ten games of my career. You know, it was just it was absolutely incredible. I've never heard a stadium that loud in my life. It was just, mm. uh, it was just an amazing, you know. I, I hairs in the back of my neck are standing up just thinking about it. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, we, uh, we, we could feel the energy coming from the stands, and we were, we were building a bit of a spirit and culture at that point. That was, you know, probably our biggest strength. I'd say that team. You know, the way we stuck together and the way that we kind of. Uh, ground things out, you know. I, I don't know if we're like the most talented team, but we uh, mm-hmm. we were a tough team. Not many people wanted to play against us. Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. I was just, just going to say, Paul, it was strange because the Carling Cup team had been decimated, so it was almost starting from a you know a clean sheet, and then mm-hmm. the players, as we as fans, felt it. We were like, you know, it was just weird. All the Carling Cup lads were going; they just won us the cup, and it's almost like oh, we we're a bit down, really. But then. You know, this new set of players came in and we all took you to our hearts, sort of thing. Mm, did the business. Yeah. I think yeah. the 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 um I have to say, and I've I've said this to someone else recently, but the, the guys that were leaving, you know, there's probably like that usual like month, few weeks where Barry Ferguson and, and, and Ben Foster and um um I'm drawing a blank here, Scott Dan, yes, yeah, Roger uh, Johnson. Big Roger, yeah, yeah. they were still there, and and they were mm. tremendous. You know, they, they weren't causing a hassle. They were, you know, they were leaving, and it was going to be a matter of time. But they were they were really great to us, new guys, and really had sort of respect and and mm. you know, and, and the club, you know, and just did things right and got their moves and that and and, and stuff like that. But it was just um, it was it was a great transition, and I have to say, they guys really helped with that. They were they were tremendous because I've been places before where. You know, guys want moves and they can be really awkward. None of the guys were. They were, uh, they were really terrific with the new boys. That's yeah. good today. I bring you Michael in off our fan cam this week. This is uh, introduce you to Michael. And uh, you got any questions or any thoughts or comments you'd like to make to Steve, mate? <laughs> I'm in awe, to be honest. I'm sitting and listening. <laughs> what, you're in awe? Not, not, it, not with me in It's only me, mate. It's all right. <laughs> no, you're, it's, it's not you, Nick. It's that jigsaw you were doing. <laughs> no, I, I suppose, I suppose for, for one question um, is when, when leaving the Blues, um, was that his decision? Was that your decision, Steve? Um, no, it wasn't my decision. It was, it was more like they weren't going to give me the same money and I don't think that near the end of my time <laughs> that, that Lee Clark and I were... 
were saying, no, I wouldn't say CNII, that's wrong, because, you know, he's a hero of mine. I, I've known Lee Clark since I was 15. And Great he, interview we had with him the other week, mate. Absolutely <laughs> superb interview with him the other week. He's a terrific yeah, man. He is, he's a terrific man and um, and he's done a great job at, at, at a lot of teams, you know, but I just, it just never worked that year, you know, and there's no hard feelings. When you get older, you realise it can't always be be perfect, but it was very different for Chris Hewton's Birmingham City, so mm. it was a tough year, and um, I was really drained and burnt out after that year. Um, you know, it was very kind of traumatic, and like I was really shocked. I thought we were going to win the championship at the start of that season, after the season we had before, and you know, we signed a couple of on paper some great guys, Dan Ambrose and Hayden Mullins, um, yeah. Logan yeah. Cannes. You know, I thought, wow, a couple of three great additions there, and with the guys that we've got, we'll win the league, you know, and then it just never worked out. And um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because I, you know, I got in really well with Lee, but it just never happened. And so it was obvious that I was going to leave. And um, yeah, I don't, I, I can't actually remember. I don't think there was a contract offer on the table, but I wouldn't have signed it if there was, because I needed to go. It just, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not blues related, but the grizzly bear has finished my jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you when you first signed for blues, just for a bit of fun, like was there many good and bad initiation songs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of new boys, wouldn't there? I mean, God, we must have brought in I don't know six, seven, eight players. So um, yeah, it took us a while to get going, actually. But oh, a great bunch of guys, like. Uh, I've always said this, but like when you wake up on a Saturday morning, you've got a game at 3 p.m. and you kind of know what you're going to get off your teammates and, um, and you know, efforts on a, 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 as a minimum kind of thing. You feel good about the game, you know, and I, I very rarely woke up in that first season unsure about what team we're going to take the field. I just knew that we were going to be committed and we were going to compete and, you know, we're going to give everything to win the game and, we played like that the entire season. We played some great stuff and we had some proper men involved in that team. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I particularly stand out for me. I mean, yourself and Curtis at the back and, you know, in the middle, I really enjoyed watching Wade Elliott that season and, you know, Chris Burke down the right, Redmond down the left and Wood and King up front. I'd say to this day, that's the best team we've had since, you know, we've, we were relegated 10 years ago. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Some top players there. Like we, we had a very good friend of mine. We played at Burnley and Birmingham. We got really close at Birmingham. We, we actually lived together in the second season just to because um, we were hanging out all the time. So um, yeah, a very underrated player with Delhi. So smart, really Brilliant. good in space. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised his career didn't really take off. To be honest with you, because uh, you know you could see you got it, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, I don't know, he's probably like 30-something when he got to Birmingham, but he was terrific at Burnley as well, and he had some offers to leave, but we just got promoted, and they gave him a great deal, and yeah, he's, he, he should have played He should have played 100 times in the Premier League, he was that good, but just never yeah. got for him, you know. Some of his goals as well stick in my mind, I mean, the one at Leeds, I think it was in the Cup, wasn't it? That was an absolute worldie, yeah. Yeah. he got one against, was it against Middlesbrough as well, when he chested and volleyed it on the edge of the box, that was another world. Yeah. He, he scored some special goals, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he did. And in Europe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was it Crystal Palace that season as well that we give a pretty good uh, idea at St Andrews and I think Burke, Chris Burke got a couple and I remember Fahi as well getting a great goal as well yeah. in that game. Yeah, had a good season that year as well. Keith Keith was really good. He was so consistent yeah. that year. 
Yeah. You know, we had strength in depth. We had a great first 11 and quality players to come on as well to replace the first 11 as well. Like you say, it was usually the first 11, wasn't it? Every week. But then, you know, you had quality players on the bench as well to come on, didn't you, if, if required? Yeah, we never had a massive squad, but we had, um, we had like, like you said, you know, five or six, like, really good kind of subs or whatever, or guys that could come in. So we were um, we were consistent. I think the number of games cost us in the end. I um, I ruptured my eye adductor yeah. at Ipswich, I think it was, and I missed the the playoffs. And um, Bo's broke his finger. Bo's mile. So we we kind of like lost two or three starters. I seem to remember which. Yeah. And I think that we we just run out of steam a little bit. We what did we play like sixty three games in a season? Yeah. Crazy, you know. Yeah, and and Zigic as well getting his four goals at Leeds. Um, that game was oh, pretty, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was special yeah. like that year. He was very effective, big Ziggy. You well, know, he gave us that different dimension, and you know, came up with his moments as well. So he's a great example of that kind of that strength when we we kind of went to the bench or we went to somebody else. Zigic always seemed to deliver. Yeah, game game's just finished, guys. Uh, Sheffield five, Cardiff nil. Okay. Oh, thanks for that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I was going to say, going back to that era, us as fans used to go to the games and it was actually enjoyable. It wasn't a chore to go down the Blues. It's actually, mm. you'd look forward to every game. So you knew yeah. you'd see some goals. Those are the days. Mm. Those are the mm. days. Unlike now. Knew what you was going to get there, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Are we Are we getting any, sorry, God, are we getting any comments coming in from our viewers? Because I can't see any. Yeah. There's, there's, anyone else yeah, there? yeah, it's quite loud, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, because I can't, I can't see any at my end for some reason. Which is Here we strange. go. I'll try to keep an okay. eye on them for you. Okay. Yeah, no worries. But um, Craig's asking me to ask you. Craig Courtney's just asking. Um, can you ask Stephen about the Bruges game um, and what, 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 what it was like when the players walked out to the sound of keep right on eight thousand plus Blues fans having the ultimate party? <laughs> oh, it, was, it was wild. I um, two of my buddies actually went to that game. One of them was a big Man U fan and he's, he's followed Man United everywhere, but he wanted to come and, and, and support me and watch the game. And yeah. he's, he's been everywhere, like all over Europe with Man United. And he said it was, it's the best European trip he's ever been on. He's not <laughs> yeah. even a Blues fan. He just said it was incredible. They got in the boat and they, they came over and they, you know, they enjoyed the city and then went to the game. And um, oh, it was, it was an incredible night. It was just um, to have that level of support behind you and, you know, a good British team. We, um, we played really well. We obviously got that late goal, which just put the the cherry yeah. on the egg on the cake. So it was um, it was one of the special nights. Like I had to that season. Like Chris was always trying to rest me in the uh, in the Europa League games, and I was like begging him, please play me. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, thirty plus, take a rest. You play at the weekend and the, the the championship. Oh, I really want to play. So a couple of times, I, I don't think it was that one, but a couple of times I managed to persuade them to put me in the team and. Um, and playing the games because they were just such great games to play and it was um it was a special time. And who would we have had in your I'm just trying to think who would have played instead? Oh, it would have been probably Pablo Ibanez. Pablo, it? yeah, Pablo yeah. was the kind of replacement there. Um I don't know who else would play there actually. I don't think Curtis got injured that season. I think he played nearly every Oh, he was he was immense, wasn't he? That season. Oh, I mean, we had a good partnership. He just yeah. Uh, we kind of complemented each other, their styles of play, and we, we came up with a real kind of way of playing where you know, I played a little bit higher and sort of like attacked everything, and he covered with his pace, and uh, yeah. it worked really well. Yeah. Was he the best player you played with at the back? In, best centre-half partner you played with in your whole career, or was it someone better? 
No, I played with Woodgate in Newcastle. Woodgate was, oh. was absolutely... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Johnny. Uh, he was, he was Sorry, guys. I called him. Uh, yeah, no, he was... Woodgate was... Had everything. He had pace. He could read the game. He could... Oh, he was he was like another level. But yeah, yeah no, Curtis was up there. Curtis was one of the best partnerships that I had, for sure. That first season, we were we were pretty solid. And, you know, it was that weird feeling with the way Chris had set us up when we were winning a game like 1-0 in 60th minute. You just had that feeling like there's no way we're conceding a goal here. We're just like, we've got this tied up. So it was um, it was a combination for me playing with Curtis and having like Chris's structure that, that yeah. probably made that the best defensive team I ever played in. Like I played yeah. with some great guys at Newcastle, but we're always about scoring goals and going forward and, and this was like a nice balance, I think, where we were, were pretty solid when we had to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so in from Linda Magna, here we go, back onto the football ground again. We definitely have an ACB, which is an asset of community value, an ACB in place. Birmingham Council was slow when we renewed Blues Trust. We were in correspondence about it. Almagia has written a good piece today, which he has liaised with us about. Keep right on. Yeah, and thank you to all those who joined last week, nine new members. It does mean that the land can only be used for football purposes. Shops, houses, it stops them from being built on the ground for now. Mm. That's good. For now. That's for now. For now. Yeah. Uh, Jason now. Donoghue, sponsor now. Does Steve watch any Blues games at all? You get round to watching any, Steve? Uh, I don't, actually. I don't, mm. I don't watch a lot of the Championship guys, unfortunately. It's, it's kind of hard to get here, although mm. um, I have caught them now and again, but... Um, yeah, like I keep in touch with with some fellas, so I'm I'm glad Lee Boyer's the manager. I, I played with Lee at Newcastle for a season, and um, uh, you know I know him and great guy. And I think I think you guys will tell me better, but I don't know if the last guy who Karanka was the right the right fella for a job. So no, I'm glad no, no, he's no. gone. No. And, uh, someone who understands. No. The and that was unfortunate, you know, because you, you don't like to see anybody lose a job. You want to see everybody do well at your football club. And, um, you know, I mean, where would we be now if we were sat on top of the league with him? We'd, we'd have been praising him to, you know, the best thing that's happened for us for 20, 30 years. It didn't work out. We move on. We've now got Lee. We've picked, <laughs> we've picked themselves up a little bit more. And, um, you know, it, it seems to be seems to be working at the moment. Good luck to him. Yeah. We carry on. Yeah. We carry on. That's what we do. I think he's just... What, what he's done, he's just gone back to basics. He's come in and he's playing everyone to their strengths. And, you know, he just demands 110% out of every single player, which they're giving for that whole 90 minutes. You know, you can really see a massive difference oh, with them. on massive. The, massive. the whole, the whole body, the demeanour yeah. of the players and the body language on the players is like night and day, you know, well, especially, look, especially at St Andrews. Yeah. It looks like there's a weight off the shoulder, doesn't it? Yeah. Visibly, it looks like their confidence has come right back up. Yeah, which is great to see. Um, you know, so yeah, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. So, yes. Stephen, we've we've asked you to do. I'm, I'm conscious you're a bit pushed for time, are you? Do you have another call at? Uh, I am, guys. I've got a call at three here. My time with, with MLS about some rule changes uh, before season starts. Okay. <laughs> so we asked you to uh, we asked you to do your one to eleven, didn't we? From the players that you played with for us over the couple of years you was with us. Yeah. Um, so should we do that now? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get in it. Yeah. Come on then. Right then, go ahead then with your one to eleven. So okay, it, you want me to tell the whole team? Or? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, tell, yeah, us the, yeah. tell us the whole team, the captain and the manager, and um, your formation, please. Uh, the captain, Stephen Carr, um, for obvious reasons, a great leader yeah. and a, a terrific football player. Um, I, I got to play with him a number of times, not as much as I'd like, because he, he, he was kind of getting some injury 
issues by that point. Uh, but great man, great player, um, great leader. Um, yeah. Chris is obviously my manager, Chris Hutton. Um, yeah. Mm. One of the best I ever worked with. Really so diligent and organised and taught me a lot about structure and um, and leadership, basically. And um, the, the, yeah. the kind of way to coach, you know, and, and yeah. be true to yourself. And I thought that he did that better than most. He was... Um, he just did things his way, and um, people loved it. It was very clear what he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so so that's that's my captain and my uh, manager. My team would be probably four four two, four four one one. Yeah, it would be <laughs> Fozzy and goals. So Ben Foster and goals. Uh, it's quite a tough one for me that one because mm-hmm. I only played with Fozzy a little bit, but he was so good that. I had to put him in there, and no disrespect to Bose, who was who was terrific as well behind Curtis and I for that season. But but Fozzie was special. Fozzie had um, Fozzie had everything really, you know. And um, yeah, one of the best I ever played with. Uh, right back would be Stevie Stevie Carr. Yeah. Um, left back would be David Murphy, and again another tough one because I was between Reggie and 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 Murphy, um, and I kind of ah probably played more with Murph, but. Um, but but Reggie and I played together a bit, even at centre back together sometimes. So um, he was uh, he was a great player. But I went for Murph um, because I sort of played a bit more with him. And then the centre backs would be would be Curtis Davies and and Pablo Ibanez. It's just yeah. a brick wall, isn't it? It's a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, we, we don't need Donald Trump to build one. You've just done it. <laughs> we talked about Curtis. You know, he was just—he was so consistent, and he was. Um, yeah, I come up with a goal. He could defend. He, yeah, he was very good. Um, so Curtis was um, was an easy choice. Pablo was was um, great guy and was actually a really good defender and sort of like, I guess he was like the third centre half a lot that season. But uh, but definitely. Uh, a guy who I respected and got on really well with. He um he had that horrific injury and bruised, didn't he? When, I was gonna say, uh, oh my god, I'll never forget that. I thought he was dead, man. He was just lying there. <laughs> down and he was just like so still. It was it was a horrible moment. Real sick feeling in his stomach. Man. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was crying. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Endo, endo. It was endo, wasn't it? it was crying. He was crying. He was. Yeah. We had to get him together. He was like losing it. Poor guy. Yeah. And then we um now ten minutes later he was he was awake. He was fine. Yeah, that's a couple of weeks with concussion protocol, but he was he was absolutely fine. Like when we got in the changing room, sort of ten minutes later. So um, yeah, that was a relief. Uh, but yeah, a good solid defender and um, someone who could be consistent midfield. Um, yeah, Burke on the right. He was Chris Burke was was a player of the year that season. Just unbelievable his performances. Just run all day and assists and goals. And I think around about that time. One of the best players I ever played for Birmingham, in my opinion. It was a spectacular season. Um, on the left would be John Bossesure. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, sort of between left back. He's probably a wing back, Bossesure. He was like not quite yeah. a winger and not really a full back. So he's just kind of in between. But back in the days when we were spoiled for choice on that left hand side, John played, um, played a bit higher. Um, and then my midfield two would be Keith Fahey, who I thought had a terrific season, mm-hmm. uh, and was was uh, in many ways an underrated player. He was, um, you could yeah, really Keith he was. was very good, very good at what he did. And, and Inspector beside him, 
And I kind of had specs in the side because, yeah, he was, he was again, he was just one of the guys you want in your team. He could fight, he could grind it out. He he played a lot of games at right back in Stevie's absence. Um, But then he played central midfield as well. So I put him in there. And then for the top two, I'm going to go with Wadey as the number 10, Wade Elliott, uh, in between the lines, which was his biggest strength. Just kind of played off the left sometimes, didn't he? But, But whenever he found that space between the lines, he used to, you know, such a smart player. I love trying to find them in there. And then Marlon King up top. What a team. Good Marlon. Yeah. What a team, yeah. Good and and would you say, um, Stephen Gill's asking, I've, I've just had a comment come in, just asking me to ask you, Stephen Gill, one of our fans, is asking you, can you ask Stephen who his favourite gaffer in his whole career that you played for was? Would he be yeah, shootable? He's up there, guys. He really is. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, like, you, th- you think back and... I really got on the best with Chris. Like I got a, I got on really well with Ryan Nelson when I was in Toronto. It was more of a friendship than, than a kind of manager-player relationship because I was older by then. But um, but I really got on well with Chris and and I really respected them. Um, Sir Bobby Robson taught me so much, of course, but me and him oh, were wow. yeah. wow. getting the team back then. We would have our, our clashes. So I always think of what I learned from some of these guys. You learn something from everybody. You know, mm. you really do. Good and bad and... But yeah, Chris was great guy. Just just a terrific human being, and I think that's um, a very important thing because then you go that extra extra yard or two to try and do the best for somebody like that. And um, Chris was a guy who we always wanted to to kind of like deliver for, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Wayne wants to know what ask Steve what was his best St Andrews moment, and how much does the crowd make a difference? And it could make a massive difference. Um, but it's, when it's full, it's like one of the places to play. Um, my best moment, whew, probably national game. Um, it's not really a moment, it's a 90 minutes. But um, yeah, it was it was really special. I just never never expected it. It sort of like came out of the tunnel that game and it was mm. it was rocking. And I'll never mm. forget, uh, Dennis was our kit man. I, I can't remember his surname. A great guy. And Dennis came in at the end and he said, I've not seen it like that for many a year. And it really yeah. stuck with me. You know, I just felt like really like privileged yeah. that I played in that game. That Goosebump alerts. I think it was one of those, I think it was one of those occasions where you just knew, you know, most of the stadium was blues because there's hardly any, you know, away from. Away fans, yeah. Not, yeah. It was unique. It was surreal. It was, it was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was rocking. Yeah, yeah. and it was, it was amazing. Like, young Nathan scored first and, um, you know, a, a lad from Birmingham come through the academy and the place, the roof nearly came off. And I, I just think it was kind of so, so sort of poetic that he was a guy that kind of started. Once we scored that first goal, we knew we had the beating of them. Mm. And um, it led to, you know, Probably second would be the Bruges game at St Andrews, which was a tremendous yeah. match. You know, mm. when we came mm. back and we yeah. and we nearly won it. We should have won it, uh, but yeah, it was um, national mm. just for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And who were the who were the biggest jokers around in that squad in that group of players? Would you say it was the best? Any funny pranks or stories you can tell us about? <laughs> um, I think I had too many balls, guys. I, I can't remember a lot of the stories. <laughs> I really remember like feelings, and it's yeah. funny. I can remember like the most minute things about a game, and then you know you kind of forget all the other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would be a joker in that team? Um, it wasn't really. It actually wasn't really like a kind of joker team. It was like we just kind of got on with it and yeah. did yeah. their jobs. I, I, you know, I, 
I love the city. I lived in, in the city. I lived um, right in the city for two years. My, my kids were in Newcastle at school, and so I was, they were coming up at weekends and that. So I had a couple of different apartments in the city, and I just loved being around Birmingham. It was brilliant city, just an amazing year. And then the second year, not so great, but yeah, it was more about the performances on the field. But um, yeah, like not a great... Um, not a lot of jokers in that team. More about guys that made <laughs> to play golf at Belfry every uh, every Wednesday. Stevie Carr and Reggie and I and different people come along have a game of golf at the Belfry and that. It was great times. Well, one great character. Right, you a quick question Sorry. from Ray Paul. Uh, Stephen, did you ever do an apprenticeship and which players' boots did you clean from Ray Holbrook? Yeah, it's good. Oh, question. Well, good I question. Did, I did do that. I was one of the last guys that cleaned boots actually. Yeah, uh, ended after that. Yeah. I, had, I was a terrible boot boy, I'm sure. My, my guys were amazing. I had Ian Rush when he was at wow. No. Wow. <laughs> Rushy had like, Nike tempos, and I used to clean Rushy's Nike tempos. And I had uh, John Beresford, left back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, who else did I have? Well, Ian, I wasn't a great boot Ian boy. Rush. I used to steal, steal uh, Steve Watson. Wow. Steve Watson, who was my oh, coach. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> was my hero. He was the same size as me, and he had the new Preds. And... I think Walter gave me a pair or I stole them or something and he was throwing them out and I just kind of grabbed them and uh, I wore Walter's boots and I looked up to Walter a great deal. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't a great boot boy. I think uh, the guys used to complain about my quality of polishing. <laughs> I was trying to send you mine then. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you still follow the Blues? I mean, do you still look for the scores when when you can? I do. I still, oh. I still care about every team that I played for. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that affinity at the club you know and you, you mm. certainly remember the good times so I do like you know it was hard to watch when when Caddy scored that goal you know when we nearly got relegated to League One so yeah. more when I was back in the UK I certainly followed those and, and see more yeah. one. And coming out here it's like you know there's only so much football you can watch so you know most of my focus is on MLS and, and Premier League and Champions League and Europa League so um, I don't watch so much of the Championship but I certainly want Birmingham to get back to their best and I, I believe they're a club that should be in the Premier League. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the difference between crowds at MLS and uh, crowds in, like, in, in, when we were in the Premier League? MLS is an experience. MLS is about a day. It's family. <laughs> you have a beer in the, in the seats and, you know, you walk around the concourse and you yeah. get a hot dog and, you know, you score a goal and there's probably only like 70% of the fans are actually watching the <laughs> Some blues games a lot. It's actually like, I've went to loads of sports in North America and um, the basketball and the hockey and the baseball, like they're, they're days out and they're fun in the regular season as they call it. Mm. And then the playoffs come and it just ramps up to 100 like right away, you know, where... None of that's going on. The atmosphere's like as good as any kind of English stadium, usually within mm. an arena. But, you know, I've been to some Blue Jays playoff games that are just rocking, you know. So, and BMO Field's been like that as well with the success that TFC's had. So, I, I've been calling the games in my capacity as a broadcaster now with TSN. So, um, it's different, <laughs> but it's, it's certainly growing and it's, um, it's in many ways, it's it doesn't have that toxicity that... <laughs> Yeah. that the stadiums in the UK have, which make them special, but sometimes you're like, this is actually quite nice. Like, I've been on my, like, my kids, like, my kids go to the game, even when they were like 10, 11, and I'm broadcasting the game, and they're just kind of like, walking around the stadium, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, I don't know if I'd be all right with that at Ellen Road or, or somewhere else, you know, so, uh, or, or St Andrews or St James's, but 
um, yeah, it's different, but it's it's growing, guys. It's going to be mm. it's going to be a significant league. It's North America, and there's plenty of money, and it's just going to grow and grow yeah. and grow. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Steve, have you got any uh, mementos from from your days of blues? Got any souvenirs or shirts or anything? I have actually. I should have brought it up because it's here in Canada. So I, I had like I don't know, maybe I had thirty shops for my career. And mm-hmm. one time I was home, I'm like, I'm bringing back my favourite sort of seven or eight, and, and yeah. most of them, a lot of them are Birmingham City shirts, actually. <laughs> that's good, know. that's good tonight. Europa, I've got that yellow Europa League one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, does it, how does it compare as a player then, playing for Birmingham, Newcastle and, say, Leeds? You know, obviously the crowd at Ellen Road, the crowd at St, St. James's Park and the crowd at St Andrews. How do we come? How do they those three compare? Like as a player, when you're playing for all three clubs, like yeah, no, they're they're definitely on a level, you know. And I um, it's like choosing a kid. I would never like pick one over the other because <laughs> like they're all special to me, and I really mean that. And yeah, yeah. I was on the Leeds for like 17 games, but the, mm. the, yeah, that club will be in me till the day that I die. Like mm. it's a great, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, great, great people, great fans, and. Ellen Road's one of the best places in the world to play when it's packed, as is St Andrews, as is St James. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle, like, the first club you go to when you grow up there, and that it's has that kind of a special place. But I, um, I don't choose because, like I said, I'm very proud to have experienced like every one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who had the biggest influence on your career as a player? Eh, uh, oh, great question. Um, the biggest influence was a, a guy called Tommy Craig. He um, he was my reserve coach at Newcastle. Oh, sorry, I think to- Tommy Craig. Mm, no. Got me. Yeah, oh, yeah got you back. Yeah, got yeah. You back. Well, I didn't lose you. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy was a terrific uh, coach. He, he he gave me a lot of belief. Um, I had some tough times at Newcastle where it looked like they were going to release me and. The one guy that always believed in me was Tommy. He always felt that I had someone to make a career in the game. And um, yeah, I like it's tough times. I don't know where I'd be if I never had that that champion pushing me and telling me what I was capable of. So he's definitely a huge influence. My, my dad, mum and dad, of course, um, for the sacrifices they made to get me there. Mm. And, and then my hero is like Kenny Dalglish. He's, um, he's yeah. a guy I work with. He wanted to sign me at Blackburn and I met him. A number of times, and you know, like you're sitting at dinner with your, your absolute hero. Yeah. He knows your name, he knows your parents. It's, it's so surreal. Um, yeah, I can imagine. And yeah. uh, my manager at Newcastle, and we sort of kept in touch and stuff. And so, yeah, he's he's, he's always going to be my hero for his moments in a Scotland show. Right. Michael, are you still in order? Have you got any more questions? No, I, I was just about to chip in then, if I'm right. I uh, just wanted to know, um, Steve, who's the, the toughest centre forward you've ever played against? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Henri for sure, Thierry Henri. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was unplayable. Like, he was, he was, he could do everything. You know, he could kind of come off and receive it and he could go in behind and, yeah, he was strong, he was powerful, he was smart, he was just, he was unplayable. Like, he's the, probably the one guy I was like, I don't know how to like stop this guy. He's just like <laughs> hanging on for dear life, just hoping that, that he, he doesn't have good moments. Um, I think I got him at his best a lot of times as well. I played in that game that they always show where he scored the four goals against Leeds at, at Highbury, where they had the invincible season, and that was just a remarkable team. But yeah, I was I was lucky. Um, I, I kind of played against them all. You know, I, I sort of like. 
played against Ronaldo and I played against Rooney and I played against Van Nistelrooy and, uh, you know, Canu and Bergkamp and mm. on and on. Like, the list is, is long, so I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, never played against Messi, unfortunately. My brother did, so he's got that on me for sure. Um, but he was... He was um, he played against Henri as well, and he said, mm. you know, back then there was they were, they were pretty much neck and neck around about 2006 um, when he was at Barcelona. So, yeah, uh, great moments. I one that you guys will not be happy with, but I played against one Pablo Ankel when he was at Aston Villa. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I oh, really guys. He was everywhere. Yeah, he's good in the air. He could finish. He was. He could press the whole back lane. He was such a good player. He was a good player. Good night, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I remember games. Well, like, like, I, I played against the best Boxic when he was at Middlesbrough. I had Boxic as well. He was yeah, special. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had size five feet, guys. His feet were like this. Oh, yeah. He was six foot two and his feet were tiny. <laughs> but he was a genius. His feet were like he could... He had such soft feet. He was some player. So I just remember the moments, the games, usually when you're getting embarrassed. But to me, it's like such a privilege. You know, you play against mm. these guys and you experience them. And there's not a lot of people that can say that. Uh, Ray, yeah. Ray wants to know, um, question for Stephen. Do you have any regrets from your playing days? <clears throat> no, I don't actually. Nope. Um, very, very little. Like, I, I could always think you could always like think of some, but... I sort of want to, I wish to play the Ibrox um, or Parkhead. I never got a chance to play at either stadium in my mm. entire career. And yeah, if you said that to me at like 16, 17, I would have, I would have said certainly I will at some point. I never played any club football in Scotland, mm. um, which was weird as well. You know, I nearly yeah. went to Rangers once and never quite happened. And uh, actually, Alex McLeish was the manager. He almost signed me at Rangers and uh, never happened. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was no real regrets. Like played with my brother with Scotland. Like played for Scotland. Played for some great clubs. Played at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, played at Hamden. Like ticked yeah. a lot of boxes. So I'm, I'm pretty privileged. Definitely. Would you? I mean, I know you settled settled in Canada now. Would you ever consider coming back to England or Scotland? Or are you sort of happy now? You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would always consider it because I think that. You know, if you, you have aspirations to coach, you know, I've just started coaching with the Canadian men's national team, so I'm an assistant there and yeah, I love the game. Like mm-hmm. I think I've got a lot to give the game. Um, you know, I've got a couple of couple of businesses as well, which kind of gives me that diversity which I enjoy because I, I think that at this point I, I like using my brain as well a little bit. So yeah, I would I would always consider it. I'm very settled here, I would say. Um but if the right opportunity came along, I just know what I'm like. You know, I just, mm. I just like, I, I'm very passionate about football. And if somebody calls me up and they want, they've got a project and they, they know what I can bring to that project and it aligns with what I feel my strengths are, then usually I do it. Like, I'll t- I tell you guys a funny story, but I nearly never ended up in Toronto. Like I was, they wanted me to come right after my Blues career uh, in May. And I needed a break. It was a tough season. My family were living in Newcastle. And I said, no way I can go in May. And my agent said, well, call Ryan Nelson and and see what, uh, you know, explain it to him. And yeah. I got on the phone and for 10 minutes, he was just so compelling that I agreed to go to Toronto in two days' time. And I went in May. And I went through May and June. And 
you know, it was one of the best decisions I, I made. So I'm always like, um, I always get influenced by people that, that kind of like get me going, get me passionate. Yeah, so yeah. chance came in England or Scotland, I would consider coming back. I can I can think of some good Canadian footballers in my time, but who are the best? Who are the best now? Oh, we've got a very exciting group of players. We've got obviously Alfonso Davies at, at Bayern Munich. Um, oh yeah, wow, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the most exciting talent that we've had in a generation. Um, and the guys like physically, I've never seen anything like him. He's just so quick and yeah. strong. And, uh, yeah, he's improving all the time. Uh, we have Jonathan David, who plays for uh, Lille in France. Yeah, yeah. Like number nine slash ten. He's banging in the goals, at top of the league and in, in league and so he's he's close to. He went there for um, I want to say like twenty twenty five million. So his next steps, like to me, yeah. like, he got a Premier League for sort of forty or fifty million, and I don't think he's too far away for that. Uh, we've got Kyle Aaron and Atiba Hutchinson. Bang, uh, Kyle's banging in the goals at Besiktas, and Atiba's been playing there for a decade. And um, Stakio, Stephen and Stakio is playing in Portugal. Arfields at Rangers. Um, we've got a couple of great young North Americans um, who are doing really well here. So we've got That's a good. nice player pool, and we've got the talent coming through yeah, pushing yeah. The guys, you know, which is important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think the best player we've had at Birmingham, Canadian, is Paul Pesky Salido. Oh, Pesh, yeah. Yeah, Pesh, yeah. Pesh, 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 yeah. Great guy. Yeah, uh, I know him pretty well. He's um, he's a guy that uh, I always love bumping into whenever I meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did quite yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah, very well. <laughs> oh, Pesh was really good, yeah. <laughs> where, where, sorry, sorry, Stephen. Um, where do you stand with the World Cup sort of qualifiers and stuff? How are you doing with, with Canada? So it's pretty crazy, guys, because CONCACAF has 35 nations. Um, yeah. And, you know, no disrespect to some of them, but they're, they're sort of like way below the kind of standard. But but we are in a group right now where Suriname, Aruba, Cayman Islands and Bermuda. Um, and we just beat Bermuda 5-1 and we beat Cayman Islands 11-0. <laughs> so we'll probably beat Aruba something similar. And Suriname will be a decent game because they've got a lot of Dutch uh, Eredivisie players play for them. Mm-hmm. And um, and if we win that, then we go into a playoff against probably Haiti, who are decent. And then we get into the, the eight-team Mexico, USA, Costa Rica, <coughs> Honduras, Jamaica, that sort of like... The big boys. Big so mm-hmm. we, we need to make it there. Like with the talent we've got now, it's this is our time, you know? So that's the message we've been giving the guys. We should make it. Hopefully we will make it. And then I think we've got as good a chance as any for that sort of third place, you know, which will get us into the World Cup in mm. Qatar in 2022. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, a, really, a really good thing for yourself personally, working with the MLS, like, the, the scene really hasn't taken off throughout America, North America, Canada, like football is in the UK, yeah? But you're out there, you know, you're coaching, and you're, you're kind of part of this. A very early stage of what we probably all know is going to be something quite massive in the future, and and you know to be part of the conceptual stage of that, I think is is testament and credit to to your own personal abilities. To be honest with you, yeah, it's like, I appreciate you saying that. It's actually like something that's really important. I thought about it. it took me three weeks to think about it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's some big words there. I hadn't heard you say them before. Oh, it, it, it really is like. You know, there's some things that very much frustrate me about football, soccer in North America, and you're pulling your hair out at times, but it's also nice to be somewhere that are kind of pioneering something and 
you know, the national team's got a group of players that can do something significant. And I've watched TFC grow for being, you know, this little 18, 20,000 seater stadium when I first got here to 30 plus and, you know, hoping to host World Cup games in 2026 and signing some some big guys and that. So there's there's something to be said about being part of something kind of, not at the beginning, but really at the, the kind of growth spot and at the stages where we're starting to see significant change. So it's amazing. And I say this all the time, you guys might laugh at me and that, but this will be the biggest league in the world. And I don't know how long it'll take, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, but like, no disrespect, but people want to live in Miami and LA and New York and Chicago and this is where the money is, you know. So eventually, once this grows and catches on, I really believe that the biggest players in the world will start coming here for quality of life. And if one or two make that first jump and they pioneer that that thing at sort of like 27, 28, then the rest will follow. And I honestly believe that it'll happen here in, in MLS. Do you ever think there'll be like, like a transatlantic league, you know, like an international? It's got to come. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Wouldn't it surprise me at all? Yeah, that yeah, would be. Uh, that would be. That would be pretty cool, you know. Mm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're quite aware of the time as well, Stephen. So I know that you. Do you know what? Good saying, Chris. To be yeah. with you. You've you've got to shoot off soon, haven't you, Stephen? I do, guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I've enjoyed the. No, don't be. Uh, been an absolute pleasure. To talk to you. Uh, thanks for giving up your time, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Cheers, that, Steve. Anytime, guys. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thanks. And, uh, and good luck. boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Steve Colwell. Thank you so much for your service. Thanks, Steve. Good luck with Canada. Good luck with Canada. Good luck with Canada. Good luck with Canada. Until you play England. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Get there in about another 12 months. We'll catch up with you again, Steve. All right. Sounds good. See you, guys. Bye. What a very nice man. What a very nice yeah. man. What a very, very Absolutely. nice man. What a very, hey, nice I'll man. tell you what. Never know what to expect on these interviews. And, and no. you know, oh, you know, I was thinking Steve Coldwell. I'm trying to wrap my brains. Oh, yeah, of course, he was with us in the Euros. And, and um, you know, he's just he's just been so fluent in, in his answering and, yeah. and what have you. And he's really Scottish good. as well. Really... Scottish as well, we can understand him. Yeah. And he didn't uh-huh. the show. He yeah, didn't charge anything... No, no. He never said murder or girls. The only thing we didn't, the only thing we didn't do with him on was the who. I know. Oh, yeah. I was trying to push. Let's you you see me going like this. Yeah. That means who. Yeah. We can still do it though, can't we? Chris? Yeah, we can still do it. Yeah. Still try and get it. But the clue is that Stephen played with this this guy. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we're on day four of uh, our preseason tour. Um, I know a lot of people are obviously wondering what happened yesterday in the game. Um, first and foremost, I think it was a very good team performance. Who's that then? Mm. Mm. Give people a little while on that, Michael. Yeah, uh, should we get on to your one to eleven? Got your one to eleven, Michael? Uh, I have. I mean, let's have a laugh. How dare you? How rude! What year are these between? When did you? What was your first game? Tell us what your first game was first, if you can remember. 1875. Pinky <laughs> <laughs> bugger. 1985. Leeds Blues. Leeds Blues. Leeds yeah. Blues. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a it was the day of the Bradford fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so horrible day. That. We yeah. we lost one of our youngsters, didn't we, that day as well? One of the brick wall fans. Yeah. The worst game I've ever seen. Yeah. Hated it. I didn't go for a long time after that, Michael, to be honest with you. No, no, no. I'd like, so, this team, so this is a team made up of players from 1985 from the, to the present day, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And there's, my, yeah, basically, yeah, if I can just find it. 
Okay. Okay. Man- manager to start with. Uh, Bald Eagle, Jim Smith. Okay. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. Brilliant manager. That's good. Uh, captain. Uh, where's my list? Right, Captain Robbie Savage. Captain. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Captain Savage. <laughs> right, so goalkeeper uh, Tony Coton. Yeah. Right, yeah. right back Stevie Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Left back Martin Granger. Yeah. Two in the middle, Roger Johnson, Scott Dan. Yeah. Um, middle of the park, Mark Ward and Robbie Savage. So, ball winner, ball player. Yeah. yeah. Chris Burke on the right. Uh, Stan on the left. And up front, uh, the Force and Pesh. Mm, good side, that is. I like that. There's got to be a, a, bit, side, a nice question, bit of blend. Nice bit of yeah, blend. Yeah. It's a strange pairing yeah. in the front, though, but yeah. Got, I've got a question the Robbie Savage captain. What was the thought process behind that one? Just basically because he winds everyone up yeah, and he gets yeah. everyone going. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what he does. He just, he's just someone that he just wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't yeah. he? So, yeah. You know, and, and he's somebody you want on your side as well. It'd be a good I mean, captain. certainly wouldn't want to play no, against no, him. It's your, it was your choice, you know. I yeah. mean, you to your, your choice. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just, yeah. you know, wondering what, 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 uh, what the thought was behind it. And if you say, yeah, so I, want, I wanted to wind everybody up, well, well, well all well and good. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's your favourite ever? Who's your favourite actual single player in that time as well? I don't know, to be honest. No, for the amount of time, there's, there's, we've had too many good players. I wish we'd have them all at the same time, um, but we've just had too many. I, mean, I always played in defence, so I'd probably say Granger. Oh yeah, what a player! Yeah, great player. I mean, you could pick, you could pick two, you could pick two teams, couldn't you, that have competed comfortably in the Premier League from the players that we've had in that time. Easily, you know, you got Cunningham, you got Cunningham and Upson at the back as well, and you know, you do Gary obviously who didn't make it in your team, and you know, yeah. Seb Larson, and you know what I mean. There's, some... oh, there's, there's just so many. I mean, when you when you ask the players to pick, I don't know how they do it because no, I, no. I stood there this afternoon. It's like, okay, I've got about eight thousand players to pick from then, <laughs> <laughs> and that was just in Barry Fry's days. That's right. Yeah. The only one that yeah. the only one that didn't get enough time to do it was Ian Bennett because you know he, he was with us for that long. It was, mm. you know, it was too difficult for him to do it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got a few, we've got a few people having a go at the U. So do you want to give them one more? Yeah, go one on more. Me. Here we go. Okay, I think I think we're on day four of uh, our preseason tour. Um, I know a lot of people are obviously wondering what happened yesterday in the game. Um, first and foremost, I think it was a very good team performance. <laughs> Not Curtis. Curtis, is it? No, what is? Uh, no, I'll give a, I'll give another clue. He was signed by Lee Clark on loan, so that doesn't ooh. narrow it down much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's another tough one this week, isn't it? Yeah, they always are, Mark. You can't make them too easy, otherwise it'd be all over. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, I don't actually know, so you'll have to keep an eye on the show. So I don't know either. I forgot. No, Rav, is it? So again, Ravel Morrison. Graham Haynes has gone. Redmond, Mitch Hancock from Dave Twine. Uh, nope. Jake Jervis from Dave Twine. Do, 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 nope, do, do, not Jake Jervis. That's a good effort, nope. though. That's Ian, good effort. Ian Hambridge. Who? Ian Hambridge. Ian Hambridge. Who's that? No, no. Reese Brown. No. Oh, Reece, oh Ian, Ian Hambridge. God rest his soul. Oh, oh okay. yeah, Ian. Um, yes, 
that was the lad who, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to say he's not he's not an ex-player. He's no, the no. fan that sadly passed away, wasn't he? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. passed away. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's been a few more this week as well, hasn't it's there? It's been awful, hasn't it? Last, the last couple of weeks, oh, 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 oh. it's just been absolutely I, going on Going on about that, can I say, there was no mention of Frank uh, Worthington Friday night, which I thought they might have mentioned him. Yeah, it was about mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing, right. Nothing at all. Um can I ask people what their thoughts are on the goings on with the uh, ladies' game? Lately? I don't know, Chris, because I don't. No disrespect, I don't really follow the ladies' game that much, right? Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, I've heard that we may not even have a team next year. Yeah, shocking, I think from from what I saw, the is it Carla Ward, the manager? She mm-hmm. came yeah. in. She came in at the start of the season, and you know, got quite a few new players in. And it looked quite positive at the start, didn't it? We were doing all. They were doing okay, but yeah. They've had a few setbacks, you know, obviously a heavy defeat at the weekend and mm. there's a few other issues going on off the field, I believe, isn't there as well, that's causing problems? Yeah, mm. there, was, there's, there was talk about the training uh, um, facilities Kevin Tomlinson. So forth, yeah. Sorry, I've got to say well done to Kevin Kevin Tomlinson. He deserves Is a hat he? Yeah, yeah. Well done. Who With Rob it? Hall. Rob Hall, yeah, well done, Rob Kevin Tomlinson, mate. Well done, mate. Yeah. Now, Trevor John Smith has gone Curtis Woodhouse, same as me. I thought it sounded very much like Curtis, to be honest with you. Mm. But, no, it's yeah. Rob Hall. It's Rob Hall, yeah. Well done to Kevin Tomlinson. Rob Hall? Okay. Who's, who's the guy? Yeah. Rob Hall? Rob Hall. Rob Hall. I'm just going to play a small clip that I, I believe was um, was on Sky today uh, regarding the Blues ladies. Let's see if we can make it a tell. Birmingham yeah. City, not, not all's well off the pitch. What can you tell us? That's right, Vicky. Um, I've been made aware of some issues going on between the players at Birmingham City Women and the board, and things aren't looking too good at the moment. I believe a letter was written and signed by every single player in the team and sent to the Birmingham City board, and it's not been received too well, I'm afraid. So some of the issues, let me talk them, uh, talk you through them, Vicky. The issues include wages being below minimum wage in some cases, very what? poor facilities not meeting elite standards, Poor pitches, meaning meaning the women have to train in the domes. And uh, one of the ones that really stands out to me, because I've seen some pictures, is the physio and the rehab room. It's in a porta cabin at the moment. Uh, the bars actually for the weights are touching either side of the porta cabin. Uh, this one will make you cringe. Uh, a player's dad actually came in to build a weights rack for the women, and some of the players are bringing in their own equipment as well. But Vicky, just let me tell you this, one of the major issues would be uh, a fixture against Tottenham. Um, Birmingham City Club could not provide uh, a fully fit squad um, to meet a Tottenham fixture. So instead, the board decided to give the three points to Tottenham Hotspur. (sighs) They are cleared the relegation battle, and Birmingham are in the middle of the relegation battle at the moment. So some real problems going on there at the moment uh, with the players in that squad going up against the board. Uh, I'll spare their blushes. There's other things that I'm hearing. I'm not going to mention it today, but I know we're going to hear about it in the coming days as well. And um, we did reach out to them this morning for a comment, but I haven't heard anything back as yet. All right. Thoughts on that, then? Oh, Chris. What's going That's on? That's typical of our club, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We, it's, just that, it's, in, it's, it's just a shambles. I'm afraid to say this. You know what? We, as a football club, are embarrassment. Yeah. An embarrassment. Ian Hambridge. Mm. Ian Hambridge. Who's that? Uh, Reese Brown. Sorry, oh, sorry. It's all right. No, it's Chris. It's Chris who's yeah, continuing right. to play. Back in time. <laughs> only got one job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, 
I mean, for goodness sake, like, not long ago, we were, like, in the FA Cup final, Champions League. You know, we were pretty much up there. And and now you hear that those two words again. The board. The board. If that board doesn't pack up and go, God help them when fans get back in that ground, I can tell you. And, and, and you know what? That's a bad thing for me to say, but, you, oh, my God. It's just, it's just a shambles, Nick. It really is. It's shambles from... Well, not for the top. I'm going to be really honest, Paul. I'm going to be really. I didn't hear that sky clip until just mm. right. I am just mortified. Oh no. my God! What are we doing? We can't, we're paying less than the minimum wage to what? And a porter cabin. They went out in the seventies. Yeah. I liked. I liked Linda's analogy last week. We're just a handbag, aren't we? That's what we are. We're yeah. a handbag. Um, and to the board, we're a handbag. We're just a, an accessory. Yeah. 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 And, and nobody, nobody's, nobody's, give, nobody's putting their heart and soul into it at a director level or above, you know, in the ownership. And that's what it needs. You know, you're running a business, for God's sake. You know, you need to run it properly. Otherwise, it's going to fall Wayne apart. Merit, we've uh, advertised the protest billboards. Yes, we have, Wayne, and we'll continue to do so until this lousy, vile, horrible board go, sell our football club to somebody worthwhile, and let's carry on with being what we are. Mm. Go! I got, right. I, don't, I got to be honest, I can't really see the ladies' team, the women's team, being around. I don't think they'll be around for much longer. Huh? I can't. Even if no. they just let somebody else, even if we have the same ownership with a different CEO, you know, oh, let's try that. Do you, you want to turn up for less than minimum wage? Come on. No, no, no. no not, when, not when it's your job. It's wrong. It's I doubt mean, they've even got a picture of Lowry behind them. No. <laughs> Painted, matched up, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Oh. I mean, before before Don, we had Panos, didn't we? Panos Pavlakis. It was nothing like this. It wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was run perfectly, but yeah. it was a lot better than this. Mm, Dong's not a CEO, though, is he? Dong's a puppet. Dong's a yeah. puppet, yeah. He's not a CEO. Yeah. No, that's right. And, sh- and surely the, the, the problem that could, could arise is that whilst we've still got this, these people at the top, we could just swap Dong for a Ding or a Ming. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's got more chance of Ming than Ding. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. I know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I have an that's, answer for that, but I yeah. really can't. I know. Yeah. Really I'll say it but, up there. But yeah. Yes, you're right, Chris. And yeah. until 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 this club gets sold, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, I'm afraid this will continue for a, you know probably my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just um, uh, Pete Taylor just says even we had a decent side porter coming in little league, little league at Ward End Park in the early nineties. Oh, it's just embarrassing. It really is. I'm, you know. But yeah, it's 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 all we're all the same club, as someone said earlier. It's just, we're all yeah. the same club. The ladies, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We yeah, all yeah. bear it's we just... all bear the same name of Birmingham City. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other clubs who, who make sure that the women's team goes from strength to strength. But uh, we're the complete mm-hmm. opposite. We're just letting it die. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the expectation and the, you know, we're not we're not a deluded fan group, are we? We don't expect to be in the Champions League and winning the no. Premier League like, like some fans up the road. Um, however, mm. you know, we do expect to be at least mediocre. Do you know what I mean? Mediocrity, get to that level, you know, and we've seen it in the Premier League. We've got to mediocrity in the Premier League on a regular basis. And I'd, mm. I'd, I'd take that, I'd, I'd, you know, I just hope that one day I can see that again. But will I ever see that again? I don't know. Oh, we got to ninth in the Premier League. That wasn't mediocrity. That was damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mid-table. Yeah. Anything, that's what I mean. That's mm-hmm. we, we, won, we won the Carling Cup. We were in Europe. That was damn yeah. good. 
Yeah, know, yeah. Unfortunately, the rot had started just prior to that yeah. with Carson Young and his uh, air cutting business. Yeah. So yeah. I'm afraid we could all do with right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> He'd make yeah. a bomb, wouldn't he? Oh, just, I'm just embarrassed. Honestly, I really am. Mm. That's not good. Anyway, let's no. talk about things. Brentford, Tuesday night. Paul, predictions, please. 1 1. 1 1. Mark. I was going to say 1 1 as well. I think we'll get a Michael, draw. Michael, without his microphone. No, it's, it's still on. I'm having a few technical issues. Um, I'm going to be brave. 2 1 Blues. 2 1 Blues. Oh, that's usually what I say. I'm going to go. Chris. Okay. I'm going to go 3 1 Blues. I'm going to go 2 0 Blues. Yes. Nothing, right. There's nothing, nothing to be scared of. Now we've no, got a bit no. of uh, And the thing is, you you know that going into that game, they're going to give, they're going to get, they're going to have a go. Yeah. Which is a few weeks ago. Or we, we asked for. Or we asked for. Here we go. They're coming in. Right. Jason McDonough, two nil Blues. Paul McCarthy, one nil Blues. Uh, one two to Graham Hines, not to Graham Hines, but to Brentford. By the look of that, two two Trevor Smith, Jason Hughes, one two two one Blues. Nigel Mann. 2-0 Blues, Ray Braga, and 1-0 Blues, Wayne Merricks. 2-1 to Brentford from Stephen Gill, and Roy would be happy with a draw. Roy Haywood, 3-3 three, three from Dave Twine, a big scoring mm. game there from Dave. That's I'll just take a, draw. Uh, a snip of the... Um, I'm sorry, I've got a really... A bit, I've, I've bitten my tongue really badly, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, it doesn't hurt. So if I can't talk properly tonight, you think I'm dribbling. It's not because I'm drunk. <laughs> Do you want to do another one, Nick? We've got your favourite team at home on Saturday, Stoke. Oh, yeah. 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 Chip game, innit? Well, they got beat against Millwall today, didn't they? Yeah. So we've got Stoke uh, at home. So, so between now and next Monday, we'll be playing Brentford away tomorrow, like we just said. And Stoke, and Stoke, Stoke at home. Yeah, Stoke at home on Saturday. Who want to blues against Stoke? Okay, I'll go 1 0. And, and I'll do it again, I promise you. On Saturday night, if we beat, if we beat Stoke, I'll go up the chip shop and get some chips. <laughs> yeah, I was right last week against um, Swansea. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> Stephen Gill one nil Stoke two nil Blues on Saturday from Craig Courtney one one from Roy Cornish one uh, one Stoke Steve Portman two nil Blues from Paul McCarthy. And Is we must be stoked up for that game. Yeah, ha, ha. Oh, Nigel Mann coming out with a pod. <laughs> would you take would you take two draws for the next two games? Oh no. yeah. No. I would. I would. No, no, I'd no. tell you what, I'd, I'll tell you what I would take, Paul, uh, Mark, sorry. Yeah. I'd take them two wins. Rotherham have gotten beaten again today. Wickham beat Rotherham today, right? I'd take them two wins because then we've got to play Rotherham, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And if we I mean, if we pass yeah. another six points and I don't care what they do. Right, I don't care what they do or Coventry, even though I think they won today, didn't they? They did three one, yeah, yeah again, yeah. again. Um, my my only interest is Birmingham City. I, I'm not I'm not bothered about any other mm. team. I don't care yeah. who goes. I wouldn't care if Stoke went down. I don't care if Derby go down. I mm. don't care. I do not care. I just want Birmingham City to consolidate their place in the Championship this season, and then mm. we'll leave you with a closed season and see what we can do. From a management perspective, right? Nothing to do with the board. The board have got to keep this out of this, right? Mm. Keep your noses yeah. out of football because you mm. don't know a thing about it. Yeah. Mm. It just shows you, though, looking at where Derby are now, it does show you, doesn't it, how brutal this league is? Because, you know, they were in the playoffs. Well, look, yeah, look where they were. 
you know, I uh, mean, what are they? Were they 11th yesterday or something like that? I'm not sure. No, I think they were. They've been down there, haven't they, for most of the season? Yeah, That's why they, they, were, they were they were proper down there with us last season, weren't they? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you say uh, Mark Ireland says any chance of getting Chris Burke on Craig working magic? Uh, and, and and on the subject we just talked about the late the, the ladies um, more appalling PR for the club yeah yeah but for doesn't guy it, to report something as degrading as that and as horrible as that mm. oh, I'll yeah. tell you what is a good I'll tell you what is a good sign though there was no press conference we'd done when Bowie was a, a, um, appointed was that no. Well, he doesn't want him there as well. Has there been any word from Dong since? Uh, has he still got his porter cabin down at the training ground? Exactly. Probably not. In yeah. Yeah. They're into the girls at the moment. Than yeah. you do, mate. They've the mm. moved in. Yeah. Um, it's 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 just a mess from start to finish. Honestly, it really is. Uh, Mark Harland, uh, we're working on Berkey as we speak. Nice one. That's uh, good. Dave Twine says, I read that Derby could still have points. We've got to not okay. think, we've got to not think about that. We've yeah. got, just got a feeling. Just, just, just do the job. Haven't the EFL decided not to take points off anybody during the pandemic? Possibly. That's bear in mind because yeah. you can see all these other clubs just getting away with it, mm. right? We got our nine point punishment. Yeah, we nearly went down because of it. But expect everybody else to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, another thing yeah. that's been talked about, and there's been a few comments on here about about consortiums and um, clubs raising money through schemes. Oh, the, club. the thing is, with that, I don't think people realise that it's not it's not a millionaire's game anymore. Regarding it is a multi multi million billionaire's game. You have to sustain you it. Have got, you? you have got to have a lot, oh. a lot of. And they talk about just Jasper Carrots uh, and you turn it you have though and they, they're very very rich people very 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 rich people but they're not rich enough well, breaking news Wolverhampton Wonders nil West Ham United won right slap a slap a do you mind we're supposed to be professional <laughs> Jesse Lee got Jesse Lee when I was invited to come on <laughs> <laughs> Lingard scored again for him, innit? Eh? Jesse Lingard again. He did fine, Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he, learned, he must have learned loads of blues, obviously, when he was with us, you know. He's oh, yeah. 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 That's making of him. <laughs> yeah. Too right. <laughs> no, but, I mean, going back to the fans thing, you know, you have to be, like, say, a multi-millionaire, and you have to sustain it. Yeah. And I don't think there's many of us through that. It's running costs, Mark. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, am, I, I am just sick to the back teeth of worrying about teams like Rotherham. No disrespect to them, but I'm just sick to death of, you know, worrying about teams like Rotherham. You know, mm. we, we, you know we're, like Nick always says, we're Birmingham City, you know, and we should be batting at a higher level than what we are. And, you know, for me, whenever mm. we win at the moment, while we've got these people in charge running the club, it just papers over the cracks, doesn't it? You know, and we've got a good manager there. I think we've got a manager now that could take us forward and take us potentially back to the Premier League eventually in time. Yeah. He's got enough about him to do it, I think. How, how um, much do you think all this is affecting him and maybe the team, if if any? I think I think from I think from where Bowyer's come from at Charlton. Obviously, the budget was a lot lower at Charlton, and mm. dare I say it, you know, they're, they're probably in a worse position in, in every aspect than what we are. So for Bo, for Bo, you it's probably it's probably a step up, isn't it? Obviously, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Well, think about how much it affects us, Paul, and what we yeah. hear. We've we've heard that, that that report of Sky News today. You know what? I'm rock bottom now. I can't. I've, after that win against Swansea, you know, right up there. Now you hear something like that, you're bought yeah. back down again within yeah. a day. Yeah, huh? we were all but on such a high. 
we've had so many final day survivals, relegation battles, one season after season after season. And, you know, we've had we've had a few good seasons in the last 10 years under Rarit. And I enjoyed Monk's season as well, and obviously Hewton. But yeah. overall, it's just been batting our, you know, pitching our wits, trying to stay in the league, innit, all the time. And I'm just fed up yeah. with it now. We need to move on from it. Yeah, yeah it's just zero ambition, is that? No, yeah. No ambition whatsoever. It'd be quite nice I mean, to be norm, a normal club. Yeah, just a couple yeah, of years normal. of normality. It's normal. It's never yeah. going to happen, is it? It's never happened. No. It's never happened. Okay, we're, we're we're into the last five minutes of the show. Actually, I didn't really realise that. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. um, we're Six. beating Swansea the other day. Swan Z, Swan Z, right? Yeah. And my son has bought himself a barge. He's now going to live on a barge on the canal for the rest of his oh, life. My <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, for the last five minutes, ladies and gents, anything to do with waterways, anything to do with waterways and football, waterways and football, and I'll go with Swansea as a starter because oh, you see on the, on the canals, don't you? Can I, have, can I say Danny Drinkwater? Oh, Danny <laughs> Drinkwater. Yeah. Cogs are, cogs are turning now. I can see them on Martin. Yeah. Can I say Didier Deschamps? Can you say who? Known as the water carrier. Oh yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't understand that. I like that. So, yeah. What about tap? What about Giovanni Tapatoni? Tap. Yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, are we on? Uh, we're not on Sky tomorrow, are we? It's um, Blues TV, and it's tomorrow. I hope so. I sw- uh, yeah. 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 Blues TV. Yeah. I, I always used to moan when we were on Sky because we never used to get good results, but that's a couple of times at home now. We've done all right, haven't we? So. I know. I know. Uh, 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 Nick, I've just seen the best one. Go on. Canoe. Oh, you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it? <laughs> yes. Like David Weir, John Drain, uh, Andy Cole, Nigel Squashy. <laughs> oh dear. Peter Lubbertanks. <laughs> oh, oh Brummy, E A U. Oh Brummy. <laughs> My stitches are hurting. Go away, the lot of you. Coldwell. <laughs> canoe, I like, I like the canoe. Uh, Nicola Locke Madsen. <laughs> oh, Paul Van Damme. How? Scott Dam. Scott Dam, yeah. <laughs> oh, what about, what about Argentina. Argentina. Oh, We've got Ricky Otter. Ricky Otter. Didn't used to be a. In Charlton used to have a centre half as well called Mark Fish. Mark Brooks. Mark Fish, yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Fish. Fish. Yeah, South African. Oh yeah. my God. Hot yeah. water. <laughs> anyway, Gary Rowett. Like it. Yes, Gary Rowett. Oh, yeah, Rowett, yeah. 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 Oh, dear. Otter. Oh, you've got the national side, Bargentina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. What about Wayne Bridge? Yeah, Wayne Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> Mediterranean nafty. <laughs> That's a good one. Maradama. <laughs> oh, this is, this is quite a good one. Leak. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I like it. What do we make of his performance on Friday, Lick? Leko, I think his best uh, performance, best performance since he joined, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Overflow yeah. with Martins. I think we've got to play there. I think, I think we've got to play there, you know, with the right coaching. I think, you know, yeah, if we can, yeah. if we, if, if, when he gets into threatening <laughs> positions, if he can be coached properly to. You know, pr- pr- provide yeah, the right yeah. ball at the right time. We could have a good player on our hands there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. He's, uh, he's fine yeah. for the Charlton, the Charlton 
yeah. about what about um, Harley Dean? He's last. I think he's, he's come I on and he's, he's found his he's found his captaincy again at the minute, hasn't he? Mm. Mm. Well, I thought him and Roberts were were, were, were excellent uh, on Friday night. Really good, mm. yeah. and that's yeah. the most threatening. That was the most threatening I've ever seen Mark Roberts' throw-ins as well since he's no. been here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We actually, won a, we actually won a penalty. Even though we didn't score it, we actually won a penalty off one. Yeah. It is strange. He's still, he's still not liked by everybody, is he, Harley Dean? No, Harley Dean. Not, not mustard, mm. any. Mm. We've got George Weir just coming in. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, what about um, the most obvious one, Mark Sale? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie if Lake. Dean, if, Dean, if Dean keeps playing like he did Friday, he'll do for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, another good one from Red Christoph to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, blimey, blimey, blimey. You lot might have value, you really do. Oh, honestly. crikey, look at the time. Oh, look at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, what can we say? Close, it? There. I, I know we should have done it a little bit earlier, but my God, that was funny. That was funny. Um, right, okay, so two games before we meet again, then Brentford and Stoke. Let's hope we can sit here smiling. A week next Monday at 7.30. We'll be back at the normal time next next week, 7.30. And uh, we can pick up some points and start to pull away from <laughs> evil, horrible, breaking news, Wolves nil, SM2, relegation zone. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of thanks to Paul Hipkiss tonight. Thank you very much. My pleasure as always. Keep rolling. And as always, a good old Mark Andrew Adams. Stay safe, everyone. Have a good week. On our fan cam this week, I know he was a little bit dumbstruck earlier. He was a bit overall. But <laughs> <laughs> and that was that just going, Nick. Keep going. That was just you, Nick, because he, he watches you every week, Nick. He's, uh, I, know, I, I know. I mean, we need that Lowry to auction, don't we? We need that. Thanks, Michael. 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 Thanks, <laughs> and from a soft good night, God bless. Okay, take care. Keep right on. Let's hope uh, six points next two games, and uh, let's hope some decent good news for a change. Because uh, not much on the horizon, is there? When you think about it, this has been the Talk Talk Show, sponsored by Bull Sports, our good friends at SAS Autos, Borsy Labour Club, and a good Garrison Copy Company with our good friends at uh, Accessi Blues and the Blues Trust. If you want to join the Blues Trust, it's five pound a year or twenty pounds for five years. Join in. Have a voice. Have you say? Good night. God bless. Take care. Good night.